0: host right here, Mr. Joe Cato. How you doing? Ro Hondo. My man,
1: how are you?
0: Pretty good. Nice uh, little lazy Sunday right now. It's a little gloomy outside down in the Bay out in the Bay Area.
1: Yeah, it is uh, picture perfect here in the desert in Arizona. Um, very nice, very nice. Ro, uh, Ro's a little bit under the weather today, guys, and uh, I'm <laughs> a little bit jet-lagged from travel, so um, we may not be as sharp as we have in the past <laughs> two episodes, but um, nonetheless, we have... A very jam-packed episode for you today, I think. It's been, what, another 10 days since our last
0: podcast, Ro? Yes, sir.
1: So um, I'm looking forward to it. I know Ro's looking forward to it. And uh, what do you say we just jump right into it? Let's do it. All right. Um, First topic here today, um, I know that Ro and I have both talked a lot about this from many different aspects But it recently just came to the forefront um, in Louisiana. Um, The governor down there, I want to say just about two weeks ago, his name, John Bel Edwards, said that due to the huge budget deficit, which is over a billion dollars already down there in Louisiana, due to that deficit, um, campuses, state-run campuses, higher education, are looking at the possibility of running out of money by April. Um and it would have to shut down at that point. Basically equivalent uh, of
0: like how the government shut down if, like what was that, six, nine months ago because there was exactly. no money. Same type of thing.
1: Right, same type of thing, same type of concept. Um but the bigger implication here is that he went on to say if this happens, LSU football non existent next fall.
0: Uh, uh, I I I I can't believe it. I don't think that's possible.
1: Well, here's his quote, and he said, If you're a student attending one of these universities in the state, it means that you'll receive a grade of incomplete, Mm -hmm. many students will not be able to graduate, and student-athletes across the state at those schools will be ineligible to play next semester. That means you can say farewell to college football in Louisiana next semester. So what it means is that this semester, right now, Mm -hmm. school is in session. Obviously, spring semester, I don't know if LSU's on quarters or on semesters, but if the new budget doesn't pass, they run out of money April 30th, and that's the day before final examinations are scheduled to begin for the spring term in the Louisiana state schools. So, since the university couldn't pay its professors, professors would probably not give final exams, and that would result in incompletes, which leads to ineligibility. Jesus Christ. um, Andy Staples of Campus Rush he was the one who kind of went into this article at a much deeper sense he talked about how professors would probably just go ahead and give exams early, turn in final grades ahead of a shutdown in order to prevent this okay um, but basically if this happens, no summer classes which is where college athletes, especially football players get a majority of their done. Make done
0: make up, make up um, for
1: everything, yeah Exactly, and if they're not able to make up for that, they still not, might not be able to meet the credit requirements for continuing academic eligibility. And this is kind of the farewell to college football, so to speak, in terms of LSU.
0: So it's not. So, so it's not them lose, not having the money for the program itself. It's more the money to like behind the NCAA rules for them to be eligible to uh, eligible to play.
1: Well, I, I think it's a little bit of both.
0: I mean, I think that it has
1: to do with both the higher education. We have to remember this is a college that runs on academia. Right. Without academics, um, and I know that you and I could argue this for days, That without academics there's no such thing as college sports, but the very (laughs) fundamental and the very bottom line of college athletics is you go to school, you stay eligible, you get to play.
0: Those are the rules. Those—that's what it says by the book. I agree with it, you on that. Exactly. That
1: is as black and white as you can get it. And so, if there's no school, <laughs> he can't no play. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, um,
0: you know. So what? So what's okay? What's how can a big booster? What if a big booster says, okay, I will fund, because they can choose where their money goes, right? What a booster? Yeah. Can they do that? Do they choose where their money goes? Yeah,
1: of course, a booster so does. Okay,
0: so so so, booster does that. I'm going to fund this certain professor, or this this class to these certain students to get them eligible for this fall. No, that could happen.
1: Because, no, because that's only one class. It's only one credit.
0: And imagine yeah. the
1: uproar if there was a booster who's like, "I'm going to pay these <laughs> five professors to
0: teach these five classes." Yeah, but how much do they love their football over there? No, I, it, I mean I th- c- that, that's like I could see them going at lengths.
1: Oh, I completely agree, and and again, Andy Staples kind of touches on this. He goes, "What's most interesting about this entire thing is that he used college football to garner the attention and use it as a quote unquote political lever." Really? You know, it has a, yeah, it, because it got people's attention. Think about it. Yeah, no one would care about. You know, uh, a budget shutdown, a state For- shutting down in terms of the economic downfall.
0: And two kids from California and Phoenix would have no idea. Let's be real. i don't yeah. read that in depth on CNN.
1: No, but if you tell me LSU is not going to have a football program next fall. I'm clicking that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's that's the generation, the, the, ge- the buzzing that it's generating in terms of like what they actually need to do to get this passed. And, you know, there's a lot right now in terms of debate. About whether they will actually get it done, um, and how much money, how it. much
0: money, how much money do they need overall?
1: Uh, I, that I don't know. I know that they need to structure a new budget, and I know that right now they're in a one billion dollar deficit. And the biggest thing is that the current governor, Bell Edwards, would like to raise tax cuts. And I mean, that's the whole political side of it. Yeah, obviously, we we, you and I are not really <laughs> going to discuss that, but <laughs> they're going to be what it looks like in terms of statistically is that they're a billion dollars in deficit right now. Okay. And next year, it's looking like they're going to be over $2 billion. So they have to restructure their budget in order to, you know, uh, keep things running.
0: Any cut it's not necessary in the day, as much as people love sports, it's not necessary.
1: Right, right. And so that kind of, and I mean, we look at it, how many times have we seen sport be used as a political lever recently? I mean, how about the Missouri football team last year?
0: Yeah, and then right? all, all Lebron James, his being on it, being off it, being on it, being off it. Uh, Jordan never doing it. Every athlete has their own opinion of it. If they, I mean if they Northwestern
1: with the with the union, yeah, you know. So uh, to me, it's just a very interesting thought about. This kind of leads us into our discussion on. You know, how do you see college athletics? Do you think the cost of college athletics is outrageous? Do you think it's right where it should be? I mean, I, what are your takes, Ralph?
0: So, I, there's multiple. There's multiple ways to look at it. Uh, if you're looking at it just as a business itself, um, each each program is its own business. The only money generating sports is going to be men's football and men's basketball. Everything else, for the most part, not. I mean, for the most part, is a net red for the university. So that being said, all those major schools with those two sports are able to fund so many more student-athletes. So I see them trying to make as much money for the school to be able to pay off for everyone else. I see that part of it. Yeah, but I, I feel like there are so many
1: discussions that go on about how much athletic departments really do give back to the university side of things. Right? Yeah.
0: No, I agree with that. I agree with that. But I still think the, the athletic department's uh, restructuring it within the athletic department. Like, who's going to fund random, uh, like a wrestling program in Missouri or a softball program in like, the Northeast? Like, there's some random college teams for random sports. How do they get funded? Because of the other sports at the school.
1: Right. Right. And, and
0: So, I mean, it, it in, in one sense or the other, it's going back to other students, and that's what school's kind of preferring student-athletes goes to them, but just the normal, run-of-the-mill student who goes to the school, they don't see anything, I think, 95% of the time for most universities.
1: Well, let me throw some stats at you real quick. All right, well I'm, I'm curious to hear your take on them. Um, in the United States, this was a study done um, in terms of employees for the 2015 f- fiscal year. Okay. So... Okay. Um, in the United States, the following breakdown of the highest paid public employees in each state in the United States, 28 out of 50 were college football coaches. college football. 28 out of 50. OK? 12 out of 50 were college basketball coaches. So 40, 40. out of the 50 states Oh snap huh. are either a college basketball coach or a college football coach. But wait, it gets better. OK? Of those remaining 10. Only four were college presidents. Okay so, then wh- okay, so then what else was there? Well, there's six that remain, and they were what I put into the other categories. And I'm kind of curious, before I dive more in depth about this discussion about highest paid public employees, If what do you think the six states that are still out there, what do you think they are if they don't pay for a college football coach, a college basketball coach, or a president of a university?
0: Okay, so it's going to be, I'm going to guess, schools without big sports programs. Uh, New Hampshire, Vermont? Uh, neither.
1: Okay. Nevada? Nevada is one. So, in Nevada, it's an associate professor at the University of Nevada, Reno, who's the highest paid public employee. Um, associate professor? What? Here are the other ones. Here are okay, the other ones. let's see what we got. Delaware. Okay. A nurse supervisor at the Delaware Psych- Psychiatric Center. She's the highest-paid public employee. In Montana, it's the Commissioner of Higher Education. Okay, Montana, I see that. Nevada, we already touched on. Okay. New York, there's a medical school department chair at the Roswell Park Cancer Institute. Wow, okay, that
0: surprises me. You've South
1: Dakotas. you've got North Dakota and you've got South Dakota. In North Dakota, it's the university surgery chairman at the University of North Dakota. And in South Dakota, it's the medical school dean at the University of South Dakota. So those... Think about it.
0: Everything else,
1: everything every other else, eighty percent of public paid employees at the highest level in each state have to do with the two revenue sports:
0: men's football, men's basketball. Jesus. So I mean, they're they're conscious of what they're doing. They don't just throw their money around for no reason. Like it's budgeted. They budget such outrageous numbers. Each state does that. Clearly, we we can see they do that for Louisiana. They're going to cut everything. They know how much they're going to gain back from that.
1: But do you think then that college athletes uh, not college athletes college coaches are getting paid too much? I mean, you look at Nick Saban. He is paid 7 million dollars a year and the president of the university said that he's actually undervalued. I mean, when you look across the board at what coaches are getting paid, do you think it's outrageous? Do you think it's I think it's, it's w- over? I think what it's warranted. I
0: think no, I mean, okay. I think it's warranted because I mean, for the physical job of coaching, they're overpaid severely but the NCAA as we've learned is coaches first sports like who's like big big names that you always think of college basketball coach K John Calipari right you think of like JJ Redick for a little bit for that little blast of like superstardom but long term you think of the coaches that's what you so you you feel
1: comfortable with the fact that these college coaches are getting paid the because they bring out.
0: so much exposure to their schools. I would never have heard of the University of Auburn if I didn't know about Gus Malzahn and all and like their football team and the SEC and stuff. Like okay. kid in California, like okay, so what was uh, the article about Alabama in uh, the New York yeah. Times? New York yeah. Times. Uh, who Joe, wrote that?
1: Joe Drapes article yes. about Alabama. Yeah, please go dive into that because that to me. I mean, that's, something that's the
0: epitome that... of this. That's the epitome of this.
1: Right. Just,
0: basically, the article goes on to say uh, since Nick Saban's gone to University of Alabama, uh, there's so many more students, not even just more students at the school, but brighter students. Their GPAs are... Uh, no, not GPAs. The SAT scores are up. Um, yeah, I mean, have...
1: over half their student
0: population now comes from outside the state of Alabama. Think about that. Who, in their right mind, if... take. Nick Saban, all this out of it, I would have never known. One of the kids I coach just committed to University of Alabama two, no, a month ago. Like, a kid from Moraga, California, which is like suburbia under suburbia, going to University of Alabama.
1: <laughs> Straight- yeah, That's the reality of the situation now. I mean- So,
0: yes, they are worth that. This is, I think the coaches are worth that because they bring so much attention, so many millions of dollars of student tuitions coming in that they give exposure to. Okay, I, I uh, to I mean, a certain extent
1: I, I, I agree with that because it's becoming a destination university, and I think that you see that with winning. Yeah, when teams win a national title or teams get the exposure that they have on a national level, Butler, you're going to see 2010,
0: 2011. Exactly. After they made back-to-back national championships, their attendance or applic- applicant pool like went two times or something like that.
1: Yeah, and for me, I guess, the part that really is kind of the gray area of college athletics that I would like to see more transparency with, I would like to see more people talk about, I would like to see how things transpire, is how that money that is generated by these money-making machines known as athletic departments, how they get put back into the universities themselves.
0: Do they, because
1: do they- that's what they're supposed to do,
0: but it's never really that clear, right? I mean, exactly. It's, it's, it's like a ten times. It's ten times harder than like how we spoke about last episode uh, the, at ASU that fee. That right? No, that, yeah. That one you can tangibly much easier to get a hold of because it's a much well, smaller that, number.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, and and there's a case study. I mean, I don't know. I don't think you and I touched on it last podcast. We wanted to, but. We didn't have the time, but what Roe is referring to here is that last year, Arizona State imposed a new athletics fee for their students of $150 a year. That's mandatory. Um, And at over 80,000 students, that results in uh, nearly $12.3 million of added revenue annually. Um, And interesting enough, the University of Arizona, right here in Tucson has been getting backlash recently. Greg Burns has tried to impose a new $200 athletics fee for their students. And get this, of the 12 schools in the Pac-12, and you and I need to do more research in terms of branching out because people are going to start thinking that we have West Coast bias for the Pac-12 Oh, only. snap.
0: Oh, snap. <laughs> this,
1: is, this is just relating to where Ro and I are, especially here in Tucson, and it fits in well here. Greg Burns wanted to implement a new $200 fee mandatory for all students. Of the 12 schools in the Pac-12, 10 of them already have it mandatory in terms of their fees. Washington and Arizona are the only two schools left that don't establish that on an annual basis that their students have to pay. Cal Um, Berkeley
0: had to raise their fee to keep their men's baseball program, the wrestling and one more program still alive.
1: So then it all goes back to, like, is it fair that the highest paid coach in the state of Arizona, Sean like, Miller, yeah. is getting paid $3.1, 3200000 million annually, and yet Greg Burns is asking the students to cough up $200 apiece. Which How much does it that- cost
0: to run a program, to run a, a revenue-generating program? I don't know. What have you found? I mean, I mean so it, I can tell. I can All I can find is statistics saying about athletic departments. I can see how much, basically, they made, how much they spent. It doesn't break down, and I can't find stuff broken down sport by sport.
1: Right. No, of course not. Because the football team is going to spend X amount, and the women's lacrosse team is going to spend N amount, and there's not going to be any rationale behind it because that's just how it works. And uh, title nine is a completely different topic that we can talk about at a different time. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, let's not, uh, but <laughs> I, I mean, for me, it's just so interesting that this money making machine of athletic departments is supposed to fund universities is supposed to better athletes, um, student athletes. And here the coaches are turning a profit and you're wondering if it's you know worthwhile so
0: i mean yeah dude i agree with you uh look at university of oregon last year made 196 million dollars how much of that was going to be the uh, the crew team
1: yeah but i mean how much of that is all thanks to mariota Chip all thanks Kelly. to
0: yeah exactly Chip Kelly, michael Mar- james
1: ex- you know how, how but, much
0: money should be seen by the students yes that's all. That's a whole different thing.
1: Yeah, that is a whole different thing. That's something that we can dive into at a later date. So let's move on to our next topic.
0: All right. Uh, We uh, we just had last Friday the uh, FIFA elections. After Sepp Blatter got uh, taken away basically by Swiss police in the U.S., Uh, it was kind of known that an election is going to have to happen. Although Sepp did try to stay for how much longer did he try to stay, Joe? As long as he could. <laughs> that did not happen. So as of Friday night, they had a new election. Uh, went to the second round of balloting once again. Actually, no, first time for a new president since like uh, 93, 92, something like that, supposedly. I since don't... the bladder
1: dictatorship
0: started. <laughs> I think it was a guy before him. But at, after round two, ended up Gianni Infantino, who, funny enough, uh, grew up six miles from Set Blatter. Oh, Uh, defeated Sheikh Salman Al Khalifa. Al Khalifa.
1: Again, I need to get you a (laughs) a glinguist. All right. (laughs) Hey,
0: Vucevic was correct, FYI. Really? Yeah, I checked it out.
1: Okay. Yeah. Sure.
0: So now, now this one, this one I got wrong. It's okay.
1: So tell the people what you think about this election. Like, where does FIFA need to go? What's going on?
0: So overall, FIFA. The biggest issue kept step Bladder what kept step Bladder in, uh, in power is he divvied up the money equally between every nation in FIFA. So, say the World Cup makes a billion dollars, every country part of FIFA gets the same cut. So that means America, who probably gave a crap ton of money to people, gets the same share as Cyprus, who didn't even make the tournament. Because of that, they had so much and so much uh, corruption went from that that they have to basically try to find a way to fix this money issue. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know what they're going to do and fix the corruption in order to uh, make FIFA like a sane name again.
1: Yeah, well, right, right now, I, I, I don't know too much about the money part of it. I know that the way that Sepp Blatter structured things is that you were right. Every country got a vote and every country was equal in power. And that was the reason why he was able to manipulate things for so long. Um, I guess my proposal to our new bald-headed leader um, about how to go about allocating power in voting processes for future World Cups or future leaders is to put the precedent on the skill level. I would like to almost do a reverse allocation of votes for where you are in the standings, in, in the FIFA rankings. Make it if you're the best team in FIFA, and you've won a certain amount of World Cups, you've had a certain amount of success, I think that you should have the ability to dictate where the future's going more so than a country that has nothing.
0: That I like that idea a lot. I mean, so, I mean, it'll be changing... It's fluid. Future plans, but I mean, that's... So how do you plan World Cup 2024?
1: Okay, so we have, what, World Cup 2026 coming up? Yeah. I I don't know how far out. Do they usually vote, what, 12 years?
0: Around 10 to 12, yeah.
1: So 10 years from now. So if we're looking for the 2026 World Cup and we're looking at venues and, and people who are trying to structure their plans, I think that at the end of... 2016 at the end of this summer in terms of the Copa America, I don't know when they vote, but you back it up and a few months ahead of time, you draw a line. Top team in FIFA currently in the rankings gets X amount of votes. Number two gets a little less. Number three gets a little less. Number four gets a little less. It goes all the
0: way down to...
1: All the way down, all the way down, and and they would have to come up with it, obviously, and structure a it a better, little bit yeah, differently. Better,
0: better formulas, better rankings. there, so but I think that yeah. if
1: they're going to put so much precedent on this ranking system, and I currently hate the FIFA ranking system because I think that it allows countries to slack off when they're not challenging for.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's the Gold it, it Cup needs or It needs to be redone. That's... Exactly.
1: This would challenge teams to have more aggressive friendlies.
0: Yeah, a little more challenging a little more fun yeah, to watch.
1: Exactly. And and that's putting more strategy on each of the federations. Where are you going to place your you know, the level of importance? Are you going to place it on building that youth program and letting your the youth run against a Brazil team or are you going to field your best 11 because if you beat Brazil, you're going to jump 3 or 4 places in the standings and that may dictate where the next World and Cup
0: that, is. at the end of the day make that makes sports completely like this thing completely about sports, less about government, less about having an agenda and stuff. I mean, in a perfect world. I think corruption right. would come with that and there'd be a lot more uh, match-fixing scandals or something like that. I could see that being
1: well, a, I a don't byproduct. Think but FIFA is so corrupt right now, bro, that I don't think that we're ever going to not have corruption in FIFA. But yeah. I would like to have it settled on the field and not in the boardroom.
0: Have, I agree with you. I think that that's a great idea hopefully this guy has a, uh open mind because that is a pretty radical idea. But, yeah, I mean, let's, it's, I mean just... something along those lines. Hopefully he's open for change and reform, and time will tell, plain and simple. Right. Yeah. Uh, hey, but speaking of soccer, we have a couple of tournaments coming up. Uh, currently we're in the midst of Champions League. What round are we in? The round of 16?
1: We are in the round of 16. The first leg's just completed this week.
0: Of so. all teams, or just uh, no, not yeah, of all, all of them. teams, all teams. So
1: um, the scores that we have currently. Um, no, we still we actually, still have we
0: still have half the teams to play, or uh, a couple,
1: not half. No, no, we have the second legs oh, to play. Second
0: leg, yeah, you're right, you're right.
1: So here we are currently. This is where we stand. Tuesday, March eighth is the beginning of the second legs. So Tuesday, March eighth, there's two games. Um, Ghent goes to Wolfsburg, and currently Wolfsburg leads on aggregate three two. And Roma travels to Real Madrid, and Madrid currently leads 2 0.
0: And they have the two away goals.
1: Right. And Wolfsburg has the three away goals against against 2. Yes. So I see the two home teams in that situation moving on. I see Wolfsburg moving on, and yeah. I see Madrid moving on. Yeah, I agree. Then Wednesday, March 9th, following day, we have PSG and Chelsea at. Stanford Bridge. Yeah. PSG currently leads 2-1 to one on aggregate, but Chelsea has an important away goal. Um, also on Wednesday, March 9th, Benfica travels to Zenit holding a 1-0 aggregate lead. So what are your takes on those?
0: All right, basically, who do you think is going to win this tournament? That's what I mean, we, we can go game by game, but at the end of the day, I mean, Gans out, Wolfsburg out, Zenit's out, Benfica's out. None of those guys going to win. Who do you think is going to win the whole thing? Well, I mean, Barca is the best team in the world right now. They're playing, well, they're playing top top class. But um, I really, I really like PSG. Ugh, they just lost. Their, they lost it to Lyon. Do you know who their who their lineup was? First time losing French league in like forty seven attempts or something like that. Exactly. Think about what you just said. They're killing it. I know. Or have been. Um, I mean, this is Man City. Do you think Man City is going to catch Leicester? This is. I think this is the one trophy they can win this year. Oh, so now you're switching to Premier League? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, Man City has to get some trophy this season. Oh, so you think that it, you think it's Man City or bust? I mean, for the, in their in their mind's eye, it should be. This should be the most important. This should be the most important tournament for them going forward.
1: Okay. Well, hold on. Let's go through. Let's let's get your picks and then we can whittle it down to the last eight <laughs> and then you make your picks from there. Okay. Okay. okay so I'll so say PS, PSG Chelsea at Chelsea two one PSG. PSG, okay. Zenit, Benfica. Uh, at Zenit, Benfica holds a 1-0 lead on yeah,
0: Benefica. Benfica, Benfica keeps Benfica? that. Yeah. Arsenal, Barcelona, Barcelona stays. I think Bayern wins. Bayern goes through. I, I agree. Ben I think Atletico at, takes care of PSV at uh, home. Ah, I want to see PSV with the upset, though. I do. That'd be great. Well, they to... should have
1: won at home. Then they should have. They should have. But hey, I know that you're fun. all about
0: the Danish. <laughs> stuff, but... <laughs> I actually ain't there, but oh well. Yeah, so I mean, those are my picks. We'll see what happens. So the
1: only one that we don't agree on is the Zenit Benfica. But I mean, you look at the quarterfinals: Wolfsburg, Madrid, PSG, Atletico, Man City, Barcelona, Byron, and then either it's going to be the,
0: it's going to yeah. be the usual guys: Madrid, Barcelona, PSG will be like the odd one out, in like Munich. Or Man and- City. It's going to be one of those five big ones. Like it, we know that.
1: So who's your pick? If Overall, you can't take Barcelona.
0: Bayern. Bayern. Mm-hmm. Just cuz you play with them in FIFA or I what? I mean that's just it's a it's a, it's one of the reasons. Juve's <laughs> hot too. It's going to be the winner between Huve and Bayern.
1: You uh, I love FIFA because everyone has a better understanding of soccer but you're just like Mike D, where the teams that he plays with on FIFA are the teams he cheers for. I do not, so. pl- I do
0: not play with Juve. We know that.
1: No, you play with Bayern. That's yeah. why you're picking him.
0: And then my favorite keeper. Come on, that's why I pick him.
1: Neuer. Exactly. All you have the by. biggest man crush on Neuer, I swear. It's <laughs> unbelievable. No homo. he's a good-looking man. <laughs> yeah, well, I, that's how I feel about Zlatan. Zlatan's an absolute destroyer, so... <laughs> I hope PSG gets it this year because I want lock to of
0: Arsenal next year. That they would be
1: disgusting. Yeah, be disgusting. Yeah. be
0: disgusting. All right, let's uh, talk Copa. Last thing. Yeah, big turn. Basically, the equivalent. I would say because Gold Cup's never that big, the South American tournament's not big. This is trying to rival Euro Cup. Uh, I mean, Copa
1: America, Yeah, let's give the South Americans credit where credit is due. The Kona Ball tournament is Ten times usually better. the Copa America. Yeah. It's pretty competitive, but. Yeah. Yes, the Copa America this year, the, the what is it? Sen- Copa Centennial. Said, oh.
0: Copa Centennial. Exactly.
1: <laughs> trying to rival the Euro. Um, give basically, me your overview. Talk I've, to me about the so groups. Like, what do you think?
0: Inaugural best tournament. Catch-ups. Inaugural tournament. It's going to be great. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that and the U.S. is able to host such a good tournament. I want to go to one of these games for sure. Uh, we, got multiple, we got four groups of basically the top teams in Northern America and Southern America. Group A. We have the U.S., Colombia, Costa Rica, Paraguay. This is what people are uh, basically saying is the group of death. Uh, group B, Brazil, Ecuador, Haiti, Peru. Nothing special. Mexico, Uruguay, Jamaica, Venezuela is Group C. Argentina, Chile, Panama, Bolivia, Group D, which I would... Oh, that's just a great group. So um,
1: You like Group D. Group
0: yeah. D the... Group D is you... the, the scariest for, like, Panama, no. and Bolivia... I mean no do
1: you do you realize that Panama right now is currently ranked 60th
0: Yeah. and Bolivia 72nd? Yep, yeah, I just think group D both they're, both people going out of it's going to win in the next round. I mean I that's in the in the quarters. That's more that's we're going to see two of them in, in the semifinals. That's what my opinion. That's why I'm so oh, scared Oh, Argentina of that. and Chile are the, are yeah. the class class yeah, this ex- tournament. Exactly. That's along why. with
1: along with Brazil. I mean if if those three teams don't end up in the semifinals I'll be shocked. You Really? You think wrong. so? Ooh, okay. If Argentina, Well, I don't know necessarily how the brackets are going to break and whatnot, but yeah. if Argentina, Chile, and Brazil are not three of the four teams in the semifinals, I will be very surprised. I can see Mexico making it. Uh, I Mex- don't even think Mexico finishes first in their group. It's really? Mexico's well, been playing
0: well off late. It matters if they have Chicharito playing with them for this tournament or if Chicharito plays with them uh, for the Olympics. He's, he's only going to do one of the two.
1: Yeah, I would be shocked if he does the Olympics. Why would he do the Olympics?
0: He he's say that he wants to win a gold medal. He hasn't done it. Uh, Uruguay's like dirty good, (laughs)
1: not 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 dirty in like a skillful way. They're dirty in a very
0: dirty Luis Suarez way.
1: Yeah, he's the leader of the team between Suarez and Godín. I don't think that you can find a a more dirty, (laughs) law breaking duo. Yeah, all right. I I will say this, though. If I'm still here in the desert, and even if I'm not in the desert, if I'm in relative proximity, the Glendale game between Mexico and Uruguay, to me, is one of the best first-round group stage games.
0: That one, Yeah, that and Argentina and Chile. Those are two best ones, easily. Do you know where Argentina and Chile are playing? I do not, know. I think they're playing in Seattle, question mark question mark uh no no they're not they're playing Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. Oh, I just had a little like mini orgasm, dude. I am going to that game. June 6th. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm so but, excited. Yeah. <laughs>
1: what do you, what about what about group A? We got to talk about the US a little bit before we move on. You think they make it out of their group?
0: <sighs> dude, I'm scared for us right now. I'm not we're, we haven't been looking good. I don't know what Jurgen's doing with our team. I'm like there's been the uh, the fire dragon rumors and they're slowly creeping. In my opinion, I'm starting to kind of agree. I think he he thinks too highly of himself and trying to get too cute with the team.
1: Well, I mean, he hasn't produced
0: so. And how long has it that's been? That's really what it's been I mean, forever. We did have a good we did have a good World Cup. We have to remember that that's the big thing. This is now his second biggest tournament going forward. World. Yeah, but
1: we got embarrassed in the Gold Cup.
0: Exactly, that's why this isn't very important. If we didn't make it past the first stage, I see, I say the real, like, people talk about fire, him gets, like, real talk.
1: Yeah, it needs to, because then we go back into World Cup qualifying, and if we don't field or qualify at, at a, in a good form, uh, I don't see us do very well in, in, in Russia in 2018. It is interesting, though, to note that Group A, the lowest-ranked team in Group A, Paraguay, at 42nd, would be the third ranked team in any of the other groups
0: really Wow
1: yeah so. so that's to that's to keep in mind obviously Group D has the top heavy with Argentina and Chile um, and then group A is rightfully known as the group of death I think Brazil cake walks through Group B yeah easily um, so make some predictions for me right now give me uh, give me your two that move out of each group real quick and then you and I will move on.
0: Um, I'm gonna go Colombia U.S.
1: Okay, one, two, just
0: like that. Uh, yeah, Brazil, Peru, Mexico, Uruguay, right. Chile. In, Argentina. In that order. In that order, Chile, Argentina. And then you're
1: picking, you're taking Chile to win the group.
0: Yep. Um, Some ass backwards stuff happening. We got plenty yeah. of time before this is uh, real, Cato. We don't need to.
1: Well, yeah, it's just, it's always <laughs> fun though to speculate way way ahead of time whether we should or not, and pick, so, good, Picks
0: are going to change six times from then probably. <laughs> yeah,
1: injuries and selections who, yeah, and who's whatnot. On squad,
0: so. who, yeah, exactly.
1: All right, go into this. I know that this is big to you. I'm going to be quiet. I'm not going to talk about it because I know very little about the ice, but it's big to you. So, <laughs> so the NHL,
0: tra- oh. the NHL t- trade deadline is tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this at Sunday Sunday night, the 28th of February, leap year tomorrow. For seven four years, it's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, trade deadline. There's been some been some big moves that's been kind of leading up. It's definitely a much bigger trade deadline than the NBA, but the NHL doesn't get the uh, the media attention that uh, the NBA does. Uh, Blackhawks went in traded for uh, the captain of the Jets. Used to be on their team. I think 2010 when they won the title. Um, and actually, Blackhawks has been trading all over. I don't know why they're so into uh, winning now. Do you have any idea?
1: Does this guy from Winnipeg have a name, or are you just going to call him the captain? Like, what's <laughs> going on here?
0: Uh, Andrew Log.
1: Okay, so, so do you know anything about him? What's going <laughs> on? Because, honestly, right now, bro, I don't pay <laughs> attention to hockey until the playoffs. Oh, and okay. I'm not even paying attention to anyone but the Capitals right now, because they're supposedly they're the golden state of the ice. Because
0: so. <laughs> one article came out on that, you saw the headline?
1: No, because
0: that's what PTI said, and I was like, "All right, I'll, like, t- yeah, t- I'll take it, I'll take it."
1: Here's yeah. the thing with the Capitals, though: is I feel like they're always really good in the regular season, and they just can't do anything in the playoffs. Like
0: a better, so. version, better version of the Sharks. Uh, exactly okay. what it is. <laughs>
1: you're such a you're such a homer with that. West in Coast terms bias. Of like, West
0: Coast yeah, bias. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean,
1: we should change our name maybe to West Coast Bias. Who knows?
0: <laughs> hey, they need it. Um, so keep I mean, going. That, that's keep filling the people in. That's the big thing. And then uh, the Blackhawks trying to squad have a huge squad ready for the, this win big right now basically is all it is i heard
1: the arizona coyotes are getting ready to sell the entire franchise to vegas for <laughs> like a hotel or something
0: probably like they, they're just no one talks about them and the other team that actually went and got someone big is the uh, new york rangers they have the money they got eric Stahl, the uh, longtime captain from the hurricane been there for oh yeah i did hear years.
1: about that this morning it's
0: kind of big it's like kind of big yeah movies. rangers are it's in it. <laughs> Rangers equate
1: that to like something that the normal people would understand like maybe like a basketball okay, or a so
0: football trade like a eric stall
1: moving from the hurricanes to the rangers would be like what
0: that'd be like at this time someone a little bit past the prime it, it'd be like chris bosch getting traded right now
1: to where like from the heat to where
0: from the heat to the Rockets. the
1: raptors the heat, send them back yeah. to the raptors no, or like,
0: what like to the heat to the rockets but
1: the Rockets are garbage. Exactly. Are, are the
0: Rangers garbage? Yeah, Rangers had like oh. perennially good had a pretty pretty bad year for them. So well, still, then like, that right makes the complete home. sense. Right? <laughs> that, shows, that
1: shows my complete uh, you know lack of knowledge with the NHL. As I said, I only start watching the NHL when it really gets important, and that's the second season. Yeah. So, and I mean, yeah, that's they're,
0: it. Basically, what what's so hard for them to try to catch up to the Capitals? They they're okay. used to being top. No one's
1: catching the Capitals, right? They're going to win the President's Trophy, and yeah. and then you move into the playoffs, whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right let's go into your favorite section segment all of the above this is my favorite segment I know it's your favorite segment we brought it up next uh, last week it's called audibles
0: oh it's very fun very fun so uh, Mr. Cato came up with this idea this week uh, trying to name a starting five. We're both going to name a starting five from basketball that we think is the uh, better team. There are certain but stipulations. Yeah, they, there
1: are. There are so many stipulations here that neither you and I can start our team with LeBron
0: James. Yes, because so I mean, it's to be building, the same, it's, same thing. Everyone would do that. So
1: right. So the stipulations are this: it's building your starting five. You only get five players. They cannot have been an All Star this year. This year, yes. And they cannot have ever made the All NBA first, second. Or third team in their career. Correct. And on top of that, as if that wasn't difficult <laughs> enough, no two players on your starting five can be from the same team. So you can't pick two Rockets. You can't pick two Thunder. Yeah, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So why don't you hit us first? This is where we need the audience participation. We want to hear who you think is the better team. We will throw a yeah. Pie.
0: We'll throw a poll on Twitter, and whoever. Uh Votes out next week. We'll see. We'll see who the winner is. A little uh, another beer gets on the line. P-
1: How about this? I gets to pick the audible for next week as well. Okay, How's that? very fair.
0: Very fair. Does, that work? I like Does it. that work?
1: All right. So, Ro, hit us with your team first. All right, so, I'm talk st- us through us like your rationale, etc. Okay. Go, so, go ahead. I'm,
0: my team's pretty young, and basically everyone's a little jack of all trades. So, starting off at point guard with Mike Conley, a little bit over the hill, but a, uh, I think he's had better days. But he's definitely a solid point guard in this league. Has been for a while. Will be for a while. A little lefty can. Do a little bit of everything, but doesn't need all the attention on him. Uh, shooting guard, Chris Middleton. Sensation out of Milwaukee. Just signed the big contract and has lived up to it. Uh, my three, I have Gordon Hayward. Silent silent Assassin out in Utah. Doesn't get much media rights, but uh, definitely has been killing it. And then power forward, the uh, big man from the Thunder, Serge Ibaka. Haven't haven't heard his name that much this year. He's not done too well, but uh, last night, you watched that Lakers, uh, the Warriors-Thunder game. Yes, yes. Ridiculous. And then at yeah. center, Carl uh, Anthony Towns. So pretty young. Everyone stretch the floor, everyone can shoot threes, everyone can drive. Pretty athletic team. We definitely will uh, get get some blocks there.
1: You think Ibaka was better a year or two ago than he is now?
0: I think he was
1: Or was he just disgusted more?
0: He a little bit disgust more and he with Russ kind of taking off like this. All those attempts that Ibaka was taking, all that, like, on ball time, Russ kind of took that over, so he just had the ball less and less. He's still doing the same things defensively, same, same great D, same great, uh, basically, the, is the anchor of that defense, but especially when they have Cantor in. Uh, <laughs> but besides that, he just has less offensive output.
1: Talk, talk to me a little bit about Middleton. Give me his stats, because I know that people are high on him, and I know that he's up there in Milwaukee – so he's but, young. So he just signed. No, I know.
0: I know he's young. He's twenty-four years he? old. Twenty-four okay. years old. He's a month older than I am. Like right. what?
1: But what? Like what's he doing points wise? Like g- give me it's, why? Like you think okay, your so team is going to be better okay,
0: than mine? I don't know who your team is. so I've explained that. Averaging eighteen points, four assists, four rebounds. Um, he's shooting respectable, forty-three percent from the field, in uh, jump shooting, forty-three percent and forty percent from behind three. He's been efficient. He's been pretty good. Um.
1: What does he play? The two? He's a Shoot, shooting guard. Yeah,
0: two and the three. He's a six seven. Okay. So, oh okay. six eight. I mean, he's six eight with a six seven ring, wingspan. Okay. So he's he's okay. long. He's one of those type of players that uh, the Bucks love. He's they think Jabari was going to take this spot. Like Jabari's a little bigger would be the go to guy. Milton's been the go to guy over Milwaukee. How bad is it that I forgot about Jabari Parker? Dude, that ACL has ruined him. I think he he needs another year before he's actually fully fully back from rehab. Is he playing this year? He's playing, but just at such a low level. And mm. your ACL just takes that mu- that long to uh, yeah. rehabilitate. Yeah. Okay, so recap your team for everyone real quick. Real quick. Okay, point guard, Mike Conley. Shooting guard, Chris Middleton. Small forward, Gordon Haywood. Power forward, Serge Ibaka. Center, Carl Anthony Towns. Who we right. got, Kato? So you and, I, you and I actually have
1: two people that we agree on. Okay. Uh, and I'm actually going to start in the middle the rookie from Kentucky, you have him I have him, Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, you look at his stats, 17.5 points per game, 10.2 rebounds per game, averages just under two assists a game. Kid plays 30 minutes a game. He, you he has know, range.
0: I, he has range.
1: He has range and I was kind of wishy-washy about him in college. I saw him play live last year. Um I think that he has grown and he's in a good situation in Minnesota and he's going to be uh Someone to watch for a long time coming. I think the that Timberwolves team. got it right last year with taking him number one yeah, overall. One more,
0: one more lottery pick, and they're going to be they're going to be the real deal.
1: Yeah, Wiggins is coming along nice. Um, Levine. If Levine ever does anything besides dunk,
0: <laughs> working that um, out shot, outside shot, ten thousand jumpers, yeah. baby.
1: So I'm actually going to go with two large individuals. I don't have a stretch. If anything, I'm hoping that Towns stretches the court a little bit more. I got your boy Vuj- Vujovic. <laughs> the fourth year man out of USC Foochie Orlando bitch. Magic. Foochie he's bitch. averaging 17.4 or five points a game, just over nine boards, just at three assists a game. I think that he is a diamond in the rough. Um he's a good anchor for the Magic and uh, for some reason I feel like him and, and Anthony Towns would work well together. He should have been an all-star at, this
0: year. He should have been all-star this year. I that I agree with. Fun that fact, I definitely agree with. He was where well, the Sixers sent to Orlando in the Dwight Dwight Howard trade to the Lakers. That was Utrecht.
1: What did the Sixers get?
0: Uh, Andrew Bynum. And a pick. (laughs) 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 He never played a game for them.
1: That was the beginning of the end for the Sixers. So
0: Orlando won that that trade.
1: Oh, without question. The the Magic have done a lot of sneaky, under-the-radar quality moves that I think are going to pay out for them here in the next couple years. I think that they're definitely a team to watch. In the Southeast Division, yeah, they, so they have, they're like um,
0: they're the Timberwolves of the East, a right? Team to
1: keep an eye on in a market that's not nearly garnering the attention as as the larger markets. Yeah, um, in the uh, the my wing player, you have him, I have him, Gordon Haywood, Not much more to say about him except that he's carrying the entire franchise <laughs> out there in the Salt Lake. Um, my shooting guard, second year man out of a mid major Lehigh, and I really wanted to pick Damian Lillard here. Because I love Lillard, I think that he's a star, but he's garnered a little bit too much attention. You know, so been so I got to go. NBA. Lillard's been
0: right, NBA. Right.
1: Yeah, but he also, you know, people have been talking about how he got snubbed this year for an All Star. I agree. He should have been an All Star. Came out guns a blazing after the All Star break. I think his backcourt mate C.J. McCollum is a quality, quality he's guard. As well. He's the comeback player of the year snubbed.
0: or whatever, most improved player of the year. He's killing it.
1: Yeah. Yep. I agree. So second year man out of Lehigh. Bro, he plays 35 minutes a game. (laughs) And he's increased his point total from, I think it was eight points a game last year to now over 21 points a game. So you want to talk about an improvement. I think the sky's the limit for this guy, especially as a shooter. And that all goes to my point guard. If I have a point guard who can dish the ball around to all these guys, I think we're golden. And I think even though he's injured right now, it's my boy Eric Gletzo from the desert. He's my point guard. Sixth year out of Kentucky, 21 points a game, six assists, four rebounds before he got hurt, and that's the big thing with him. Can he stay healthy? He I'm going to take the gamble. I think if I was to put a starting five out next year, I would want Eric Bledsoe. With so those, that's my team. Anthony with those Towns,
0: stipulations.
1: Right, right, with those stipulations, of course. <laughs> uh, Anthony Towns, Vivit, Hayward, McCollum, and Eric Bledsoe. I mean, in total, row 96 points a game, 36 <laughs> rebounds, 20 assists, as uh, Charles Barker likes to say, "Not terrible. You know? <laughs> Not ter- <laughs> so that's where we are. That's where we are. All right, at. so All right.
0: everyone out there, go check it out. See uh, who who thinks uh, who seems better. Poll be out when this is released, and uh, give us a vote. Vote team row. Okay, let us let us know. All right, from the mailbag, Roe. What do we got? So we had someone actually given us something. Yeah, people have emailed us. Like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> um. So first person uh first question we have is in regards to recruiting at a young age joe kato give us a shout out please
1: oh this is my boy donovan ellis from louisville from the ville great kid great kid um what does he want to know
0: he wants to know what's our opinion on recruiting at a young age
1: um i think
0: that we could do a whole segment on this um uh oh is it brewing for next week (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I think it's brewing for when we have enough information that we can make you know, a valid segment on it. I like that Donovan thinks that recruiting at a young age is an issue, and I would agree. I think that the, the further that we get along with these conglomerates like Nike and Adidas that are running all these high school and, and AAU and Sevens tournaments, um, you know, that's just kind of the nature of the business. What do you think?
0: Uh, I think it starts way too early in today's, today's world. Um, there, they, and there's not enough rules about it. I think rules and need to be made for it to to be a real thing. I mean, when someone gives a formal, not formal, an offer to a eighth grader because he's a foot taller than everyone else, that's ridiculous. Like, you have no idea how this kid's gonna pan out in eighth. Like, going through high school is definitely much different. So, people are giving offers, and they have no who the human being's gonna be if they're gonna want him in the school. if they're, the two actually mesh when the person's about to go to college. Yeah,
1: I definitely think that there should be a limit on when you extend a, a even if, even if it is
0: Even if it is a verbal, even if it is a non, non-committed, non nothing's signed.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think that players should even be able to be... They can't uh, choose what they're having for dinner that night.
0: How I the mean, hell are they going to choose bro, where to go bro, to school? You can't
1: even choose what you're having for dinner, all right? Yeah, so exactly. don't give me that. Don't give
0: me that all right what else what else any others yeah we have one more question from nicole Baki. she actually talked a little shit about uh me liking maryland but yeah uh, what'd she say hey bro maryland sucks and your lack of reason didn't make the even the slightest impressive answer oh shots fired i don't think i even gave an explanation <laughs> hey, I, I, I agree with her literally I didn't... all you said is
1: i like maryland and i like maryland yeah and i never gave just, a reason like, Exactly. Okay, so this, help, that's help. what the show is it all about, bro. It doesn't it's help that they just okay? lost to
0: Purdue. But no, yeah. my, my main reason is they have like the young dynamic talent and they have like Suleiman. That's what I was talking about. Suleiman uh fifth is it fifth year or fourth year from Duke. They have basically in my opinion to win uh college titles you need either just stud athletes, hence like Kentucky when they won it, or an older team with a bunch of leadership and seniority—that's what Suleiman provides, in my opinion. Granted, he's not the best of characters, but has that on on the court. Then Nicole goes on to ask, "What is your favorite ESPN 30 for 30 and why?" So, Joe, I know we've watched, uh, we've gotten a few. 30 for I 30 love streets. this question, by the way. There's so I- I many good like, ones.
1: I feel like this could be an audible, and maybe maybe you and I table this for our next podcast. Right, what give, do you think?
0: Give a. Hey, I think it's some. It's an audible that is in the in the air. But right now, if someone says favorite third thirty was What's your mind jump to?
1: The two Escobars, without okay. question.
0: That's been yours. Mine's yeah. winning time. Reggie Jackson. Uh, I haven't Lee. seen that one. one. Oh, you have homework this week, buddy.
1: <laughs> you know what? One I saw this week, um, just literally was randomly on, and and I had seen parts of it, but I hadn't seen it all the way through. Is Unguarded?
0: Oh yes, dude. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Without question, so I guess Chris Heron, uh, dude,
0: it's what is he doing now? He's a motivational speaker. Okay, so he's not he's not in basketball really anymore. I don't think so. Not
1: that I know of. At least that's not what the thirty for thirty portrayed it as. Okay, well, so.
0: hey, if he's just helping people talk, tell them about what yep. he did, like like in the uh, like in the documentary. It's pretty, yeah, pretty cool.
1: Okay, so thank you to Donovan. Thank you to Nicole.
0: Hey, tell the people where they can. Uh,
1: Criticize us and where they can send their questions, Ralph. <laughs> so
0: you can uh, shoot us up at Twitter at BallInYourCourt, Your Court, B A L L N Y O U R C O U R T. At before that because it's Twitter, duh. Um, <laughs> and then BallInYourCourt at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email or anything along those lines. Uh, but okay. next up, next up, we have quick hits and picks. So last week we had a few uh, games picked. We had Duke. You got my ass kicked. Yeah, you went zero four. I went three and one. So it looks like I have a good little lead on you but we both got Duke and UNC wrong Warriors beat the Clippers and Chelsea Man City Chelsea won that that oh, Man City didn't even field the team yeah. that was some bullshit yeah I definitely won Sorry. that one that's <laughs> my language but <laughs> I won that one
1: if I would have known that I wouldn't have <laughs> picked Man City right Chelsea yeah. fields their full team and Man City's got their third stringers yeah, out there
0: I don't get why they did that I don't get why Man City just that's why I think that they're gonna end up because they want to take uh Champions League that badly hey what do you think about Grayson Allen I'm not too sure. I don't even know who that is, really. The guy from Duke who keeps tripping people. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> t- typical Duke. Like, yeah. There's, yeah. it's just the people that they recruit. There's that kind of attitude. I,
1: there was a sign, I think, at, at game day yesterday that said, even Christian Leitner hates Grayson Allen. <laughs>
0: yeah, I would, I would hate him more than... Do uh,
1: you tripping yeah. people,
0: dude? Come on. This yeah. is a
1: better way of playing a Yeah, he needs to be... If I think he was suspended for a game, but... It needs uh, No,
0: if it happens one more time, dude, it's like five.
1: Minimum. At least. All okay. right. So quick hits for this this week coming up. Um again, Rose leading three to one. <laughs> Whatever. Not a big deal. <laughs> um Kansas at Texas tomorrow. Men's college basketball. What do you got? So
0: I know you hate Kansas right now. Like why are they rank, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. They just lost. Mm-hmm. Texas just upset mm-hmm. Oklahoma number three yesterday. I'm gonna go with everything going back to normal. I think Kansas wins. Kansas okay. takes this one. I know it's at Texas, but they're going to be too hyped over there. Just their big win versus Oklahoma.
1: You guys can't see this, but I'm doing the Longhorn symbol right now. So hook them. All, all right, right. All right. It's all about the Longhorns. I'm taking the Longhorns. <laughs> there uh, we go. Man City at Liverpool.
0: So uh, I'm, EPL I'm on Wednesday. Con- Wednesday. I'm continuing my theory that Man City doesn't care about anything except for uh, Champions League. So I'm going to take Liverpool. They're going to field their uh, not full team. So I'm guessing and uh, take the win for Liverpool.
1: Um. No, <laughs> just no. no. just no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride this. I'm gonna keep going with Man City until they prove me right, and then I'll probably switch at that point. <laughs> okay. So you're, you're taking Liverpool. I'm taking Man City. All
0: right. What we got next, Joe?
1: Uh, Blackhawks Red Wings Wednesday night in Detroit.
0: Yo, did you see their Red Wings jerseys for the stadium series? No, I have not. Oh, they were, they were gorgeous. They were, they were top class. They? Yeah. <laughs> Would you wear it? No, I wouldn't wear another team's colors ever, <laughs> unless it's like a jersey for a player no. I like. But I'm not gonna wear the red. You Wings. You know more about hockey than I do. So what are you? What are you thinking?
1: You gonna take the Blackhawks? Yeah, or? I think
0: Blackhawks are all in. Be one of the first games with their full team, new full team. They're all in. They're gonna coast to the playoffs. So they already.
1: Here's uh, here's my rationale behind this. If I don't take the Blackhawks, Tenorelli never speaks to me again. <laughs> so I'm gonna take the Blackhawks. All right. Um, okay. Over the Red Wings. Speaking of our the, Chicago correspondent. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is the game that I that I know that you and I are both looking forward to on Thursday. Your team, Cal Berkeley, travels to the desert to take on the U of A. U of A coming off, getting swept in the Rocky Mountains. How embarrassing um, are you? Falling. Yeah, it was, it was a bad weekend, bad weekend. Um, who are you taking? Are you going to take the Bears on the road, or are you going to take Dude, Arizona so back I was, in McHale? I was,
0: I was live at Cal, Arizona the first time around at Cal. It was a hell of a game. One of the best college games I've seen in a while. I think Arizona continues their, their losing streak. Sean Miller's me too mean to the kids. He's be yelling at him all week long. And they're gonna be all pissed off. I think Cal comes in and uh, wow takes it. Yeah, wow. You think
1: Cal gets the season sweep in Mcaleo? Yeah, I do. Wow. Okay. Well, I I, I don't. <laughs> I think in the friendly confines of, of Mcaleo, and for the betterment of Sean Miller's job security, this is a game that they need job so security. I'm-
0: don't even talk about job security right now.
1: Hey, you don't know the rumblings that are going on down here in the desert. So, I'm going to take the cats. Um, all right, we're halfway home. Thunder at Warriors on Thursday. I think you and I are both going to go ahead and take the Warriors here. Yeah. I so mean, we need, we need to spend some time.
0: Last yesterday's uh, game, I still can't get over. I'm still in shock.
1: Honestly, Kevin Durant kind of lost it for him.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, he did so much as well. Okay. Uh, uh, Louisville at UVA on Saturday. Mr. Uh, Louisville, we know you have some ties to that. But I think uh, UVA did they win today? I didn't see the, the final score. They won
1: last night. Yeah. They beat North Carolina. Yeah,
0: there you go. I think UVA's the uh, talk of ACC. One of the, one of the top teams there. I think they get it done. I'm gonna take the Vill. And here's why. Okay. It's the
1: last game of the season for Louisville. That's it. It's done. They have nothing else to play for. They're gonna go this to them is basically going to be their national title game. UBA will probably be ranked second in the nation. Um, and for me, I, I just feel like the emotion of the game is either going to be a positive or a negative for the Cardinals. And I see them turning it into a positive. I see Rick getting the team up, and uh, Damian Lee goes ahead and leads the Cardinals to a victory in Charlottesville on Saturday. Okay. Uh, so Tottenham Arsenal, Sunday morning, EPL.
0: Uh, just go with the usual. I think Arsenal's gonna play play an Arsenal game. Game is like second tier, not like super the most popular thing. Just keep continue winning. You realize that
1: Tottenham's doing I'm, better right now overall. Right? Yes,
0: I'm talking about historically. Yeah, they're set. I know Tottenham's second, but they don't have they don't have the staying power.
1: So you're taking Arsenal. Yeah,
0: okay. they, and so, and so am, I. so am I. All right, last one.
1: Byron. Dortmund at Dortmund Sunday
0: Bundesliga you don't have to ask that I think Bayern wins that once again Bayern is the class of Germany yeah I'm gonna take Bayern. they lost one game all year all right quick recap yeah
1: quick recap and then we're gonna move on Kansas to Texas on Monday Rose taking Kansas I'm taking Texas Man City Liverpool Wednesday Rose taking Liverpool I'm taking Man City Blackhawks at Red Wings on Wednesday. Rowe and I agree, taking the Hawks. Cal at Arizona at McHale Center in the desert. Rose taking Cal in the season sweep. I'm taking the Cats. Thunder Warriors in the Bay Area on Thursday. We both agree on the Warriors there. Louisville UVA on Saturday. Rose is going to take UVA. I will go with the Cardinals. Tottenham Arsenal and Munich Dortmund. We both agree Arsenal and Byron. So bonus question real quick. Coming up Tuesday, let's talk a little politics. What do you think? Who's the big winner on Tuesday? Oh, Super- Jesus.
0: God, this is going to transition straight into uh, my and one. Yeah, all right, one. Guys, this is ridiculous. This election's already over. We already know, I'm telling you right now, Hillary's going to win this whole thing. Trump's going to end up winning the Republican nomination. There's too many sane That's people. There's too many people. There's too many sane people in America to let Trump actually become president.
1: So, is this your a one, or are you like, it's, it's, talk to me? It's is a little,
0: okay, it's a little bit everything. It's a little bit everything. Okay. Now. It's going with me saying Trump goes huge on Super Tuesday, and so does Hillary. The favorites just, the, the strong get stronger, the weak get weaker.
1: Do you think that anyone challenges Trump in any state? or do you think Trump no. and Hitler can <coughs> both sweep every state on Super Tuesday? No,
0: no, no. Trump's, Trump's gonna lose Texas. You think? Yeah, that's where Cruz is from. He's, he's gonna win at the end of the day. Okay. but I mean yeah I mean I think at the end of the day they will get a majority of delegates needed uh they're not gonna sweep either well, Hillary might sweep but I'll, but Trump will not but okay. what basically what this is foreshadowing is our election in 2016 guys it's gonna is be, this your n1 this is my N1 sliding yeah sliding into the n1 it's, I'm sliding in you know what I mean right, uh, go for it. oh my go god for it. it's so frustrating like all these making a big deal on news uh news channels stuff like that like who's gonna win guys we know it's gonna be Hillary we know it's gonna be uh, Trump. We'll see who their vice presidents are. I don't know yet. And there's no way guys, as a nation, we're going to let Trump win. We're not that stupid. So let's stop like worrying about it. All of us are talking. Like The Democratic Party will have all those votes as well. Hillary's going to win this election. It's over. Stop comparing. Stop caring. Like We know it's going to happen. Alright, I'm done with my little rant. Kato, what's up?
1: Yeah, Ro- Roe Hundle with the political <laughs> expertise here. I, that's something that I've probably will never talk about on this platform is is politics. And you know, I, and you know
0: where it started, where I started like caring? Is when I put money down on Trump to plus 600 beginning. Yeah, that's where it started caring from.
1: <laughs> it, it all goes back to gambling for you, I swear. It's it's, it's a travesty. Um, my end one actually goes back to sports. Um, he's a sensation already this year. I don't know if you know this guy, his name's Max Hooper. He is the only guy in college basketball that only shoots threes, he, only shoots threes, doesn't shoot layups, doesn't shoot jumpers. Dale it's Murray, threes and up. free throws for this guy. And, and <laughs> I know that he, he's got a little bit of a cult following. Nonetheless, Friday night, the, uh, the University of Oakland in Michigan, it is. it was their senior night. And this was so much bigger than just the three-point aspect for Max. Um, his dad was there. And this is a big, big, big event for both of them because Chip's been battling neuroendocrine cancer for the past four years. Um, and you, you should be impressed with this, bro. Quick science lesson. So neuroendocrine cells endocrine. are cells that endocrine. are part of like the endo- endocrine? endocrine. Is that right? Endocrine. Endocrine? Endocrine. Yes. <laughs> so they're part of the endocrine system, which is this right? The pituitary, the thyroid, and the adrenal glands? Exactly. Yes. That's yeah? correct. Basically what yeah?
0: your, kidneys, your kidneys do, guys.
1: So I hear that these cells are responsible for making, like, hormones and are, like, the intermediary trans, translator between, like, your nervous <laughs> system and the hormones. Is it, about, am I doing it? Yeah,
0: you do correct. you do give us a little okay. science lesson. <laughs> yep, there you go. So That's too educated Chip's, for us. <laughs> Chip's been battling
1: um, cancer for four years, and unfortunately, in October, he had a stroke, which confined him to his hospital bed um and earlier this month max actually told cbs that he didn't know if his father was going to make it let alone be at the game for senior day and sure enough chip was there very moving video you can find it anywhere on any of the big platforms um to me it it was gives you the feels quite gives you the feels. yeah as, is a as as day. Sales. yeah yeah it gives you feels many a feels so <laughs> uh that's my and one last segment I think it's, uh, it's a little heartwarming, Joe. The, it's
0: heartwarming. <laughs> hey,
1: that to me is like last week it was Manny Pacquiao and him being an idiot. This week it's it's Max Hooper. Like that's what, you know, sports is about, is being able to share those moments I, and feels. I'm just glad them, that we feels. Were, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, entertainment choices of the week. Obviously we're getting to the end here cuz I can't speak anymore. <laughs> uh, I'm stoked for Friday, House of Cards, season 4 baby. Oh, you know four. where to find me this weekend. I will be binge watching in my bed. Um, can't be more excited. Have you watched House of Cards, bro? Not one episode. Yeah, yeah. You, well you, I need I need to you catch better up. Get on it.
0: I need to catch up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. It's easily my favorite show at, at any season three was a little bit of a letdown. I have a feeling that season four will be much improved and I cannot wait. For this weekend, so what do you got? What do you got for the people? Uh,
0: so I, uh, I was forced to watch American Crime Story. I was like, oh, there's so much talk about it. I don't have time for this. I'll just like listen to people talking about it. Whatever. It's pretty good. It's pretty entertaining. It's uh, it's, it? it's American Crime Story. It's about the O.J. Simpson's uh trial. I haven't. It's going to be seven episodes total. I've only done two and. What channel uh, is it on? FX. Okay, FX making a little move, to get a little darker, darker side. Yeah, but of uh, course. So. and supposedly uh, season two is in order as well, but I don't know what that story is going to be. But it's just seven episode miniseries and just go straight into it. <laughs> Fun fact: Ross from Friends is uh, Robert Kardashian, who's a uh, that's, that's awful main character. But he's, he doesn't do a horrible job. But you can't see him not being Ross exactly, and that kind of that is... that ruins it. And then, but yeah. you see. Uh, cubic oh, Gooding Jr. He's, uh, okay. he's OJ. He, he's a little small, but does a good job. Okay. So that's, All right. that's my little... So
1: um, I think we're out of time. I, I believe think. so.
0: We'll see everyone next time.
1: Yeah, if you want to connect with us, again, Twitter at ballinyourcourt.com. Um, same, ballinyourcourt at gmail.com. And, bro, why don't you tell the people the big news oh, about this week?
0: Everyone else, we're officially on iTunes, so go and subscribe. We're on Stitcher as well. So. Yeah, how
1: about that? We, we actually got approved
0: by the
1: Apple bosses. So if you want to subscribe and have your podcast fill with us, go ahead and do this. I know that Ro's way more excited.
0: <laughs> it was a nice little email. I yeah. got, got, got pretty excited. but uh. Yeah, yeah,
1: I bet. All right, ballers. Well, we will talk to you next week. As Ro likes to say, adios, team.